listening to White the Truck. We got t-shirts. Yeah, yeah baby. North American tour. Yeah, do you remember all these events? We've been there. Oh, it's a blur, man. It's a blur. We went to what? Birmingham, Alabama. That was McLeod, Houston, Texas, Atlanta, Georgia. I was transparent. Denver, Chicago. Denver, Chicago. That's next week. That's next week. We haven't been there yet. This shirt's from the future. What? What? Well, it's our whole tour for this year. You guys want a shirt. You guys want a shirt. There's a way to win some of these. We've reset some aside just for the listeners. So what do you got to do? Leave a comment in the comment section, but then... You got to go to Freycast, follow the Freycast feed on Twitter, and leave a DM with your size, your name, your address, and we'll ship some of these out to you. Got to be in the continental U.S., though, right? Yeah, absolutely. So once again, comment that you want a shirt, follow Freycast yeah, on, Twitter, on Twitter, and direct message us your size and address, and boom, done. We got a, we got a, um, we got a crazy show today because we ended, we ended the show. Bringing some cowbell for that Krispy Kreme entrepreneur, right? We're like, man, we hope you yeah, make it. Yeah, Jason Donut. Jason Gonzalez, the Donut King, the Donut Kingpin. Now, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen, you know, on a Nightmare on Elm Street, Nancy, she grabs Freddy's hat and she wakes up from a nightmare and she rips it out of the dream. And that's how she realizes that she can fight Freddy Krueger. Well, now we're taking wow. like the, the internet and we're pulling it into reality. We talked about this donut guy, and now we got our hand on that glazed donut of life. And I was so inspired. I had a jelly roll this morning. Did you have a jelly roll? This I did. I was like, I'm diving in. Gluten and sugar. Bring it. Did you get that from Krispy Kreme? Uh, I don't know where they got it. No, yeah. I don't think. Well, maybe. I don't want to. I don't know. So this kid, he blew. He's like all over the internet, right? He, he The story, it really took off. And. It's always interesting what really captivates people and engages them here. And that's going to be a big theme on today's show because we're also talking to another guy who went viral on a different social platform. He went viral TikTok. on TikTok. Yeah, he's, he's got locked in his truck and the video blew up, but he had other viral videos before then. And we're going to talk to him, uh, John Moss, right? John Moss, John LOL. Moss, LOL. We're going to talk to him about this emerging trend of just truckers kind of turning into their own Media entrepreneurs, superstars, a lot of truckers out there have like hundreds of thousands of views on videos on YouTube. This guy has over a million followers on TikTok. Anything he posted has hundreds of thousands of views, if not millions. I mean, he bought like a McDonald's Happy Meal and somehow millions of people watched it. Amazing, right? <laughs> Quite a following. Quite a following. And uh, right now, though, for us, Dooner, who's keeping the lights on? This episode is brought to you by Truckstop.com. The world's most trusted load board, Chad. Want to find the best carriers at the best rates? Yeah. Of course you do. See market data. You want to build relationships, don't you? You want to grow your business? You can do it with truckstop.com. Visit truckstop.com today for more information. And you know what? I think some of those fine folks might be on What the Truck. We're broadcasting live and on stage from um, Great Waves Live in Chicago. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, so now we're going to do about five good minutes. It might be ten good minutes. We'll see how long uh, the donut guy will give us. Five, count of five. Five good minutes. All right, let's dial him up. Okay, dialing up Jason, Jason Gonzalez, Gonzalez of Krispy Kreme Donut fame. All right. Here we go. This is the first call out, too. Two ringy dingies. Hey Jason. Oh, Jason. hey, Jason, you're live on air with What the Truck with Dooner and, and Chad. How you What's doing up, today? Jason? Uh, not much. Just woke up a little bit ago, and I'm feeling pretty good now. How about oh, yourself? Man, I envy wow. those college those college days. He's waking up at like, uh, well, he's in Central Time, so it is noon. So it's not it's not terrible, but he's, he's getting to roll out of bed around 11. Did you, you didn't have classes today? No, um, I most of my classes are online. I just have my accounting classes in person, so... It gives me a lot more flexibility to kind of sleep in, you know. And this nice. is kind of needed right now. <laughs> well, well, Jason, you are the Krispy Kreme run donut entrepreneur bringing the people what they want and what they need in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, how did you how did you get started? Yeah. I mean, like you've been hearing, I was coaching soccer last April and they had a big Iowa tournament. Uh, needless to say, we ended up going to the championship that game. Ended up losing, but that's all right. Anyway, I knew there was an, a uh, Krispy Kreme over there, and me being a huge Krispy Kreme fanatic, I knew I was going to get some for myself. 
And so I was selling a little bit on the Facebook marketplace at the time. And I decided, hey, you know, maybe some fellow Minnesotans would like some Krispy Kreme as well. So I put up a post on there. I'm like, hey, I'm making the run. Does anyone else want me to bring back some boxes? And then the next day I had just over 300 replies. I mean, this was literally in one day. My phone was just blowing up. Wow. I'm like, holy cow, you know. <laughs> the power yeah. of social media. Yeah, all on social media on Facebook. I mean, this was just on the marketplace. Like, I didn't even have my, I didn't have my page at the time. And so I did, like, my first two runs just straight from the marketplace. And after my second run, I'm like, this is, you know, a legitimate business. So I set up a Facebook page, Krispy Kreme Run Minnesota. And then from there in April, starting with zero, zero followers all the way to October, I mean, I built it to 3,300 followers and ended up being able to do it every single weekend, you know? Yeah, like but, crazy. But Jason, crazy then, then you, you flew too close to the sun, right? You were like a <laughs> modern-day rum runner except with glazed donuts. And then when Krispy Kreme was bringing the heat on you, did you kind of feel like Henry Hill and Goodfellas? Were you looking out for the helicopters? Were you looking out for big corporate following you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got that call, and I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I, I was a little upset that they... I wanted to shut me down from Nebraska and at the same time I'm like checking the mailbox every single day I'm like oh you know is there going to be a letter like are they going to you know sue me like formally but I mean no I just got that phone call and after that I was more of all right you know they send me a letter they send me a letter no big deal you know just kind of take what I learned from you know getting a business started building up this community you know my customers taking that and putting it forward to the next venture that you know yeah well jason uh well how what led to you getting in trouble with this it sounds like a an honest enough enterprise like how how did you get into trouble yeah i mean so there was a reporter deanna from the pioneer press she contacted me on run number 19 she's like hey you know i came across you know your facebook page what you're doing is awesome i want to do a report on it and me without thinking i'm like Oh, good exposure. Let's go for it. Kind of just right there on the moment. Cause she could meet me on my next location that I was heading to. And I'm like, sure, let's go for it. So she ended up publishing an article. Um, it actually gained me like 200 followers within the next day. Which is oh, sweet. Wow. Hopefully then we have that power for you. <laughs> what kind of margins were yeah, you making? So then, what kind of margins were you making on a racket like this? I mean, I was making about double the cost. I mean, it cost nine bucks for glaze and then 12 bucks for assorted um, dozens. So I was making about double the profit and that's for gas expenses, stuff like that. It was about $600 per run, assuming wow. I did a hundred dozen. Cause I was left with a couple extra on each run too. So Wait, how many runs about would you do a week? Oh, I would only do one, one run a week. Okay. Just on the weekend, on that yeah. Saturday. Uh, well, what's the, uh, what's the update? How are things going? Did they actually shut you down or are they tolerating your presence? Are you still doing it? No, I think about three days ago it was, I ended up getting a call from New York and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's probably another news reporter. Just, Cause you know, the story went viral about me getting shut down. I'm like, right. oh, it's probably another, you know, news reporter. And I'm like, cause normally I send them to voicemail. That way I can know who they are. But I picked it up and sure enough, like, hey, you know, I'm the chief operating officer at Krispy Kreme. And I'm like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> you know, that was, that was a big deal. And so she called and was like, hey, you know, it was never our intent to shut you down. We just want to make sure you're delivering, you know, high quality Krispy Kreme donuts. We're doing things the right way. Oh. And we actually want to help you out. And then I'm like, sweet, I'm going to be working with Krispy Kreme, you know. And so the senior vice president hopped on the line, a lawyer hopped on the line. And we ended up working out a deal where as long as I follow the state and health regulations, I can keep continue what I'm doing and they're gonna help me out too. And as you know, they ended up donating five hundred dozen once I get up and going because they felt bad for my loss of revenue. And Wow. That was, I think that's happen, a really know? good part of the story. Was always a franchise in your future of like a food truck? Are you going to scale this? Are you going to be like the hub spot of out of reach commodities? Because <laughs> out here in Chattanooga, Chad and I could really use like some IKEA and some Trader Joe's. There's nothing within like hundred miles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole idea. You know, supply and demand. The demand is here. That's why I created the GoFundMe was to actually you know get a bigger vehicle because now I have seventy five hundred followers. You know, in a couple of days, I gained like thirty five hundred followers. It's crazy. I've 
probably had about a hundred requests now. They're like, Hey, you know, I just heard about you follow Minnesota and I want to know how I can get in on the action. So right away, I already know I'm probably going to have two or 300 dozen like requested. So tomorrow I'm going to get set up with a bigger vehicle, hopefully from the GoFundMe and all wheel drive SUV because the summer's here or the winters are pretty brutal, you know? Yeah. So, so maybe, uh, they actually, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I was they like, they actually want me to contact them. Yeah. Well, uh, like that is fantastic. So mom and dad, I'm going to need a bigger truck. Uh, so how is the attention impacting you, Jason? Oh, the attention has been quite overwhelming to be honest. I mean, I'm getting reports from all over, but I actually included my LinkedIn on the kind of like farewell post before, you know, I got the call saying, Hey, you know, we'd like to work with you. And from LinkedIn, I mean, I've had dozens of opportunities to, um, whether it's job offers from the firms that I want to internet or, you know, partnerships or all kinds of stuff. So there's been opportunities just flooding me from the kind of media that's been going on, you know, and Krispy Kreme even said, Hey, you know, call us up when you graduate. We'd love to continue working with you, whatever that may entail, you know, so pretty, yep. pretty cool. Jason, we know that you're super busy and you have a lot of, you got to do the whole entire media rounds. These things, when they tend to catch fire. They tend to catch wildfire, but how do people reach out? How do they learn more about you? Uh, you know, thank you for giving us your time. More than happy to help you grow your followers a little bit. So throw your contact info out there. For sure. I mean, you can, all my updates, everything, if you want to follow me, it's going to be on Krispy Kreme Run Minnesota on the Facebook app. So it's actually a Facebook page called Krispy Kreme Run Minnesota. You can follow me on there. On one of my posts, I have my LinkedIn patch. I think my, you know, uh, GoFundMe, kind of everything on there. Well, okay, fantastic. Jason Donut Gonzalez. Uh, congratulations. Great to talk to you. Continued good luck. I would say this is a pretty big deal. What about you, Dooner? Yeah, thank you, Jason. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, wow, that was amazing. That was amazing. What an impressive kid, and it's funny. You never know these big deal, little deal stories are just going to become like this this real-life thing, and next thing you know... You're going to be talking to that person. It's a good American story. So, you know, is it like he's an entrepreneurial spirit? And actually, it is wonderful to hear that part about Krispy Kreme corporate not coming down on him, not being this negative, you know, behemoth, but actually embracing the entrepreneurial spirit. I think that's, well, it's good PR for them, but it's just a good move. And it seems like he is realistic about the whole thing. He didn't seem like he has like a big head about it. And he was just like, it's just the simple economics of supply and demand. There's no, all the Krispy Kremes that closed down in like 2008 out in Minnesota. People want the donuts. You yeah. got to give the people the donuts. And he was the man to bring the donuts to the people, especially on college campuses. Did you eat a lot of donuts when you were in college? No, you know, you know, I mean, I think the sugar rush was always something yeah. that I, it's like I, the crash wasn't worth the little buzz. Yeah. I mean, so I'm I, from like, I'm from Boston where there's like a Dunkin' Donuts on every corner and that's sort of like its own its own church of, of donuts. So I can't, I can't really vouch for Krispy Kreme without getting disowned by my brethren back home. But I, and I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's more of a Southern thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, now, so we got some headlines. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get cover these. Woo, man. Can't get away from this place. GM shutters. <laughs> GM sells the shuttered Lordstown plant to workhorse founder. And if it's you listen, about time. If you listen to Freight Waves Insiders from this week, I talked to Larry Long. He was with Falcon during their during their sale, and he knows all about their shutdown. We go deep inside that story. It's one with a lot of personal interest to me because it's one of the first one. It is the first story that I covered here. Did a whole investigative report. It was exciting, and we kind of did it with you guys on on LinkedIn. It was a very social media driven report, which kind of makes it good for a good theme with this episode, especially the TikTok guy coming on. But General Motors confirmed the sale of its shuttered Lordstown Assembly Complex in Northeast Ohio to start up Lordstown Motors Corp., which plans to build a battery-powered electric pickup truck focused on fleet customers. Neither Lordstown Motors Corp. founder Steve Burns nor GM would disclose the sale price for the six-point, and I'll tell you, this place is massive. It's 6.2 million square foot plant that That's opened in on 1960. a lot of space. It really is huge. When you that drive by, it so just goes much on space. and on. Uh, and it's, it, I think a few months ago, the, annou- the sale was announced way prematurely, Glad to see that that didn't get in the way and that it was still able to happen. And we need battery-powered electric uh, infrastructure in uh, in this country. 
Uh, but anyway, people close to the situation previously estimated that Burns, the CEO of Workhorse, would need $300 million to buy the plant and equipment and retool it for the electric vehicle production. GM idled Lordstown in March, as we know, after ceasing production of the compact Chevrolet Cruze sedan. Most of the 1,400 United Auto Workers represented employees accepted jobs at other facilities, GM said. Yeah, the fate of Lordstown exploded as a political issue in May. When President Donald Trump tweeted, and this is what you're referencing, that GM was selling the plant to Cincinnati-based Workhorse Group for reserving jobs in Ohio's Mahong Valley that helped him win the state in the 2016 election. Jumped the gun there. But the attention <laughs> boosted little-known Workhorse shares from little, from less than a dollar to more than $4 in August. They've retreated a bit, but they closed at 318 on November 6th. So that's over 300% increase in value. Yeah, we've had our radar screen on Workhorse from pretty much the beginning uh, of Freight Waves for over the past year and oh, a half. I've talked like to a him. like a hipster on like startups. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. And we were, we were looking, we were digging deep for uh, the stories. And I was like, we're covering Thor. We were covering a lot of these others. And Workhorse was kind of getting overlooked. And they were doing a lot of things. And they still are. So congratulations to them on that. There's also uh, another news study. Yikes. Americans tab for tariffs $7.1 billion in September between February 2018 and September 2019, yeah. which seems like a lot. Yeah. But maybe there's a lot of other that's lost. We don't know. Tariffs are taking a financial toll on American consumers and businesses, and a coalition of 150 American business and agricultural trade associations says it has the numbers to prove it. Data released by tariffs hurt the heartland on November 6 indicates U.S. consumers and businesses paid an additional $38 billion between February 2018, when the U.S. began imposing tariffs on imports of Chinese goods, and September 2019. The tariffs cover an estimated $550 billion of Chinese goods. You, you, with a name like tariffs hurt the heartland, though, it seems like you know that there's a there's a conclusion that is being drawn by the name, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. what. The, and here's a quote. Well, there's from some strong data to back him up. Jonathan Gold, the spokesperson for uh, spokesman for coalition members, America's for free trade said, this data offers concrete proof that tariffs are taxes paid by the American business farmers and consumers, not by China. The coalition said that the noticeable recent bump in the amount of tariffs paid by the American consumer and businesses occurred in September, 2019, when $112 billion worth of tariffs were applied at the start of the month of two additional Chinese-made consumer goods imported to U.S. According to Tariffs Hurt the Heartland, Americans paid an additional $905 million during the first 30 days of the tariff hike taking effect for a total of $7.1 billion in September of 2019. That's where all that money is derived from. That's an increase of $600 million over the previous month. Woke up to news yesterday that... Maybe they'd come to an agreement on yeah, tariffs, and that got backpedaled really quick. And oh, it, did it? I, I heard yeah. it too, and I was wondering what progress was made on that. It was basically like, yeah, we'll come to an agreement if we agree. <laughs> oh, it was man. like if we will roll back tariffs yep. commiserately and proportionally. I was surprised by that headline. I, um, I compared it on Port Report, another podcast that came out yesterday with uh, Laura and with Oliver was our special guest. I compared it to like my kids in the back of the car. Like a three-year-old and a five-year-old, you tell them to stop hitting each other, and maybe they will for a couple blocks. But then they're like, right back at it. Yep. All right. Let's see here. Appeals court. Oh, well, it's one. What time are we going to call again? One thirty. All right. We got 10 more minutes. We got one more story to do. We will get to it. Uh, appeals court finds UPS liable for, illegal tr- for illegally transporting contraband cigarettes in New York. So this is in donuts, right? This is UPS bringing cigarettes. A federal appeals court. Yeah, I've heard at, about this. At November 7th, upheld a... Lower course ruling that shipping and logistics giant UPS is liable for illegally transporting hundreds of thousands of cartons of untaxed cigarettes from Native American reservations to unlicensed recipients in New York State. And New York has some of the highest cigarette taxes. Like a pack of cigarettes there is like $15 or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. In its ruling, the Second U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Manhattan reduced the payout of penalties, must pay to around $97.6 million, down significantly from the $247 million. But, um, Still a lot, right? <laughs> I would say so. You UPS appealed uh, Forrest's ruling a month a month later. The appeals court agreed with Forrest that the Atlanta-based company violated New York's public health law to combat untaxed shipment of cigarettes, quote, sold via the internet or by telephone or ma- mail order to unlicensed recipients in New York, according to the court documents. 
the company's civil penalties were lowered to 78.8 million from 237 like not a you know not a bad chunk of change to get it lowered to while its tax payout doubled to 18.8 million from 9.7 million according to Reuters hmm. New York state is set to receive around 58.8 million and New York City around 38.8 million the news outlet reported way to profit on, you know, people buying uh, buying cigarettes, I guess. I guess so. Selling cigarettes on the Internet. Uh, UPS, I guess, should have known better, right? That's what they're saying here. They should have known. Not knowing is no excuse. Yeah, not knowing is not half the battle. <laughs> or is it right. the, the wrong half right. of the battle? Yeah. Said All right, let's have, uh, let's have Seth Holm come in here with the Pricing Power Index. Pricing also, Power. He's also going to talk about a new show of his that dropped. Just recently, the next episode should be out later today if we can get all this Freightways live stuff before we have to take off. If not, it'll be out over the weekend. But him and Kevin Hill have done a very hard job on this, but uh, a very good job. Very a hard very hard job. job. Yeah, very hard job. <laughs> All right, what is it? So originally so, your show had a different name. We had to change it because it's too much market confusion, and now it is called, we won't even advertise the other name anymore, so we don't confuse people. Yeah. Even more market confusion. It's now called Great Quarter Guys. That's right. Yeah. Great Quarter Guys. Why? <clears throat> well, um, we had a sell-side analyst on our show yesterday, Mike uh, Bowden-Distel. Um, Great Quarter Guys is a famous saying if you listen to public company conference calls. Okay. No matter what happens. Which everybody does. Well, I've listened to probably thousands of them. His listeners. <laughs> the people he wants to listen to his show are the people so who the yeah. finance The finance crowd, if you're out there, you, you hear me and you know. Um, yeah. What happens is even, um, it doesn't matter how bad the quarter is, the analyst always says, Great Quarter Guys, when he asks his first question on the call. So that's <laughs> a reference to that. Oh, is it, it's, is it like break a leg in theater? It's just, it's like yeah, one yeah, of those, exactly. it's a good luck. Yep. Okay, yep. perfect. Uh, and it, the, the, the minor funny story, and I don't mean to embarrass you, but the, there was an original title that we were going to go with first. Uh, and then yeah. um, all You're of the women there, in huh? our lives, all the women in our lives vetoed it. And because is this a financial term? Great. What was it? <laughs> so, <laughs> Predicting the cycle. So, so she, Predicting it, the cycle. <laughs> and all the women who were like, no, you can't call it that one. Okay, so I, again, I'm a finance guy. I yeah. think cycle, I think, okay, there's market cycles, there's economic cycles, and trucking is all about the cycle. Yeah. So yep, the, we, we were punning, we were cycle. out there punning on the cycle uh, as a group. And uh, to defend myself uh, in our little research group <laughs> back there, yeah. this got signed off on by like eight of us. So, wow. Um, Was there any females included all, in that? No. 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 <laughs> no. That may have something to do with yeah. it, but you guys Man, are- my wife I like laughed. Great My yeah. wife really laughed at that. Yeah. Mine did too. Mine did too. Uh, Emily laughed. A lot, of, a lot of women laughed. I think every woman laughed. It's a very like common idiom, I think, in that huddle. Yeah. Well, so so now I know. <laughs> well- Regardless, it's a, a even better title now. And you know what you're doing with the pricing pricing power the index? The DHL Supply Chain Freight Waves Pricing Power Index, Chad. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is is getting, it seems like, to me, even more sophisticated. You guys are bringing some really excellent research into it. What are we seeing right now? Where are we trending and why? Well, so we're still trending down. So I'm, I'm sure you guys have probably even talked about this today. Um, the peak season hasn't shown up yet, right? Um, yeah. And so it's kind of, uh, you know, if we separate what we look at, um, you know, into demand indicators, you have volumes and rates. Both yeah. the volumes um, are down over 2%. Uh, they just went negative for the first time since late July, so three months. Um, that's not good. On the rate side, spot is kind of languishing at around $1.40 a mile. Um, that's down 15% year over year. Contracts, you're seeing downward revisions there in the contract rates. Let's see, on the capacity side, uh, outbound tender rejections are, you know, five or five and change. Um, those are down 40 or 50 basis points. So all that in, moving In English, down. please. What does that mean? So this, is the, this is what the truck, this isn't predicting the cycle oh <laughs> okay so they were about 5.5 percent yes. a week ago and now national outbound tender rejections are about five percent this okay. week so, so it's trending towards the which is really low is, is you're only yeah. one out of every 20 loads is getting rejected um and then yeah. i have a question for so we had jason we had jason gonzalez the donut guy i don't know if you've heard about him from minnesota he's got Krispy cream run minnesota and he goes they close down all the Krispy creams in minnesota he's on a college campus there he goes down to Iowa and he brings, he buys Krispy Kremes for like nine dollars a pop, and then he sells them for twenty dollars a pop back on campus. And he spend, 
He buys like what? Did he say like six hundred dollars worth of donuts or something? Arbitrary. Or he makes yeah he, weekly. Yeah, he buys a bunch of boxes of donuts. So when when he, when someone is both the shipper and the carrier, like adjacent, where do they fall in the index? Are they just always permanently stuck at fifty? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. You 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 know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like come back to you on that one. Okay. Uh, that, that, wow, stuff. Is that a expert. deep? That's a deeper question than. Well, like, I mean, okay. Right? Well, so how about a private fleet, right? Yeah, yeah. So, actually, that is like yeah, um, it's that's what it reminds Debbie, me of. They, like so. little Debbie yeah. here in town. They, they or they, Walmart. I mean, Walmart's Walmart, both the shipper Amazon. and the carrier. I mean, you, you yeah, that's know? true. That's true. So he's actually closer to like the. He's like an Am- He's so already like an Amazon. They don't want to be. They want to. The private fleets out there. They want to remove themselves from the volatility of this pricing power index. Insulate themselves, and to do that, they yeah. pay a little bit better and a little bit higher rates. But they get, you know, all that dependability and quality and and, and all that. Are they? So we, we always talk about shipper of choice, though, and that's a term. And I was talking to to Larry, who's been he's been a general manager for transportation companies for thirty years, and. Like everyone says, tr- shipper choice is kind of in vogue in a year like 2018, but it's nobody seems t- to care at all in 2019. Everyone goes back to bad habits, and a lot of the work that was done to increase stock efficiencies and stuff goes to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Would you agree with that? Or when you're doing these services, I know you right. talk to a lot of people. Yep. Are yeah, they- I mean, I think I think it, whoever's got the power is going to, uh, you know, like uh, car- carrier of choice matters now. Right. Uh, more so. Right. And then the, in the opposite last year was opposite of that. So, uh, you know, I'm still rather new, so I haven't seen that like on the front line, but I can feel it. Right. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where, um, I don't, I don't feel like people are rude or anything like that, but right now it's definitely in the shipper's favor. Well, you guys still are predicting that the, the trend over the, the out, the, three-month outlook is yeah. going to trend maybe not to a completely balanced uh, outlook, but maybe to, towards 40. Right. right? So um, I guess Why? could you anticipate Well, so it was, it, was, it was a mixture of peak season, and then the supply side starts to look better in 2020. So um, a couple things there. Um, we've got oh. this hair testing coming through. Oh, the drug we, and alcohol clearinghouse. Yeah. yeah, so that should tighten up capacity a little bit. We've got uh, – I've did all this work on um, – you know, new truck orders, the ACT numbers are running well below replacement demand. And that takes a few quarters because um, okay. we had booming record number of truck orders. And, and then a lot of those things only get delivered nine to 12 months later. So it takes a while to sort of work through that. And then, um, you know, the other thing is on the one reason why it didn't go lower this week is economically things are starting to look better. Uh, the Federal Reserve has cut yeah. rates. Um it looks like we're going to have a China deal, and then 15 minutes before I come on the show, maybe we're not. No, but, yeah, well, uh, we were breaking that down yesterday, um, Laura and I were, and it was it. It was nothing. It was like <laughs> yeah, if they agreed to that. agree with us, then yeah. we have an agreement. It was like basically the same thing we've always been saying. It did affect the markets, but when you yeah, take everything it to, was super positive. Take it to a global supply chain specialist like yourself, and I'm like, I can see right through it. <laughs> right, see right through it. I, I know. I feel like a fool for falling for like the fiftieth time, but but here's where here's where the I would short draw guys it. like it though, right? The short sellers like stuff. like Well, that. yeah, there there might not be any left though. The market's up so much. Yeah, um, and it's tough, um, right? Yo, yeah, I've done that. It's hard. Um, but where I was going with that is if they actually do, both sides do dial back some of the tariffs, that is economically positive. And that would be a huge boost to the carriers. Um, because if you, if China recovers, that's going to feed into manufacturing and industrial recovery, yeah. which is what has been in recession. And that would definitely help carriers on the margin. Well, we, we have to call out, we have a call out guest now. So thank you for joining us today, Seth. Uh, guys, go subscribe to Great Quarter, guys. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Or, or, just subscribe to Freightcast because everything is up on the Freightcast feed. Everything. Yeah. And if you do. But there's two episodes. Go yeah. listen to both of them. Um, go we listen to our both. second one yesterday. I renamed the old one, too. So, yep. and, and then go to the Freightcast Twitter, right? Go there. Subscribe and DM us. And you can have a shirt. We're giving out, well, as long as supplies last. You got to be in the continental U.S. Give me your size. First come, first serve. Give me your address. Drop a comment here. But then go to Twitter. Follow Seth, are you guys on the Freight Waves research team? Are you looking for any input? Do they need? Would they? Is there anything they can reach out to you That's, for? Them? It's too late. It's, you it's, gotta go. You gotta go. Okay. <laughs> How do they reach out to you? Oh, they can oh. reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, you uh, uh, yeah, on LinkedIn, on email, sholm at freightwaves.com. That's probably going to be the best way uh, for me. Or you know, I'm going to start up a mailbag for my podcast if I can actually get some listeners. So if nice. you're out there, you I'm going to take, take Q and A and things y'all want to talk about. Okay, um, but. 
Fantastic. Right, Thanks easy. for coming on, Seth. Send Emily in here. She's gonna she helped us discover what the, the caller we're going to call next. I mean, we we just started and launched our TikTok, right, Chad? Oh yeah. And I think we we you know, we're just starting to build like a, a nascent follower base, and I think we only have one video. We gotta get better about that, and maybe we'll start You guys have a TikTok video? We do have a TikTok. It's the oh, video yeah, that plays you... right before the show. But we're gonna do five good minutes again. We're gonna our call promo. out to five count of five, five good minutes. All right, so this is this is John Moss, LOL, right? Yes. And he had a video that, he's had a few videos that went viral. But he had one that went viral. He, he left his keys in his truck uh, during a blizzard or something. Yes. Um, and his life has taken a weird twist of fate ever since. So let's see if we can get him on the line. Yeah, I think we actually have some video as we call him so you could see what TikTok it is. Dude, if our producer, oh, Harrison, can pull it up. Yeah. John Moss? Hello. Hey, John, this is Zuner uh, with What the Truck. I'm here with Chad and with Emily, who you spoke with earlier. Hey, John. Oh, what's up, Chad? How you doing? Doing great, man. Thank you. So we wanted to talk about how it's you guys are by yourselves in these trucks. Drivers are by themselves, but a lot of them have great social media presence. You're the first one I've really seen have so many followers on TikTok. So is this kind of your world when you're out there on the road yourself? Is your social media following, is that kind of like having somebody in the cab with you? You can say that, yeah. It's like um, having somebody that's like, you know what I'm saying, when you're in a sleepover and you're bored, you can make videos and then interact with the people. Or some people like send you messages and just talk to them and then go to sleep, wake up and start back driving. So why t- why TikTok? Is it just uh, fun? Is it easy? Well, um, he's, he's on YouTube too. He's got a lot of yeah, followers oh. on there. He makes videos. You know, it, it, yep. trucker YouTube, and I I found this at Gats, and John probably knows all about trucker. Actually, <laughs> that's something that um I really like didn't know that there was such a big platform for because like what was it um on Facebook they have Twisted Truckers, and then they also have people like truck drivers that when they on their free time they watch other truck drivers drive simulated truck drive truck driving games and i thought that was just like wow yeah that's, it's like the twitch version of people just yes. watching truckers play games but then there's also like some of the trucker videos a lot of them are really raw like they're they're completely unedited it's just a guy it's just a trucker driving down the highway for a couple hours and i'm always like what is the audience for this but i guess john a lot of truckers just they really dig each other's content they really support each other's content is that what you're finding I can see that. I can see that. There's like a lot of truckers that um also just want to help. Like I was um on TikTok when I started, there was a bunch of truckers making videos on um chaining. There's a bunch of truckers making videos on um how to fix your air hose. You know what I'm saying? There was a bunch of technical stuff and then I brought like, hey, you can also travel with this. You don't have to constantly be moving, moving, moving. During your ten hours, if you spend two hours um actually seeing the place that you're at and then the rest of this like eight hours sleeping or seven hours sleeping or six hours sleeping. It'll be straight. So for our viewers out there who don't know what TikTok is, it's short 15-second videos, is it? Um, 15 seconds to a minute. Okay. It's and not how- just... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> how, many, how many followers do you have? I'm amazed by the number, but I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, I can't tell you exactly, but... Um, Over a million, 1. right? 1 million. people well, just- one point yeah, 1.1 1. 1 million. How long did that take to grow? Because TikTok's not that, it's not that mature of a platform, but you have seemed to go mm. on there and your recent videos have anywhere from like 800,000 to a few million views. How have you cracked the code on there? I would say there's no code. Consistency, um, pumping out positive, like I pump out a lot of positivity. There's a lot of people that do a whole bunch of other things. You can do comedy. You can just go with the trends. You don't even have to um, do your own thing. You can just do what everybody else is doing. But that's what I did. And it took me about since like February to grow this far. There's been some people that grew up like there's one lady that does um, science, another dude that does trucking, and he hit a million in like two months because wow. this stuff was just so raw. That's amazing. That's that's you amazing. heard it here Rich. first. I know it's hard to get that on other platforms. So what was your first viral video? Um, my very first viral video was actually it was actually shot in um, Montana. It was like me pointing at some mountains, you know what I'm saying, just pointing things out. Just wow. being a goof. Now you did now you just had something happen in Alaska too, right? So can you tell us about that story? Alaska? Thought- uh do not No 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 I think Chad's referencing when the keys got locked in the truck. That's what he's referencing. Oh, okay, yeah, Montana. Yeah, oh, that it was, was Montana. Um, it was oh. during a, yeah, I thought it was during a, yeah, it was during a, a Alaska. Alaska. 
Yeah, I was doing a horrible, horrible snowstorm, and like, um, there was a bunch of trucks that was like swerving on the side of the road. Uh, one dude had jackknife in front of me, but like, he got to the side and was able to um, kind of sort of get himself. And then when I got further down the road, the back of my tires slid into the ditch, but the front of my tires was straight. Oh wow, that is crazy. So, have you met any of these other people who are doing trucking videos? Are you guys, have you ever met each other on the road? Have you ever been like, hey, let's link up at such and such a truck stop? Or are you just virtual friends? I would say, I would say, um, some virtual friends. Sometimes there's people that like hit me up and they're like, hey, if you're ever in, um, Illinois, that's where I'm dedicated out of. Or if you're ever in New York, you know what I'm saying? That's where I'm dedicated out of. And I would, I think I've met three people, like three other truck drivers. But that was just by chance. And they were like, yo, I love your videos. So the Internet has an impact, though. I mean, it's you put things out there. You never know what's going to get huge. You never know who's going to love it, who it's going to offend. If you're if you can get in trouble with your company, you had a situation. So where are you at with that right now? And, and what's that story? You don't have to mention the company's name or anything, but okay, where are you yeah, at that no, whole thing now? Okay. Um, it's doing pretty straight. You know what I'm saying? I have like... <sighs> I have like probably 600 different offers from different companies all ready for me to drive right wow, now. Wow, congratulations. But, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I saw yeah, on YouTube people were reaching out. They're like, hey, come work for me, come work for me, come work for me. Yeah, they're like different companies. There was like, I'm ready. I have a truck ready for you right now. Like, wow. truck driving right now. If you have a CD, CD like, and um, a year's experience, you can go anywhere. Some places you don't even need a year. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Wait, so, so what, what happened? This unnamed company came across your video and then they were just like, that's it, you're done. Not just not just one, not just one. Like, oh, okay. there's one dude that, like, he owns, like, I don't know, I, I, can't, I can't really um, put their business out there, but, like, you can just, like, just the amount of support, like, other truck drivers have, you understand, everybody, it's like a whole community out there. But you, because yeah. you're able to leverage social media so well, now, like, this could open a whole new yeah. road for you. You could be considering... You could leave trucking. You could actually get into media with with a lot of different media companies potentially that are looking for that. I had lost a job in the past, and that that put me on the path to start podcasting and broadcasting, and led me to a place like Freightwaves. So, I don't know. Sometimes right. it's good to get fired. Yeah, I I saw yeah. your GoFundMe yeah. page. So, are you just gonna travel across the country? Is that what you're doing now? Um, that's that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I'm just gonna vlog it because I've seen. Every single, except for Maine, I've never been to Maine, but every single Maine road, like um, 80, I've seen all the toll roads that I'm definitely not going on, not doing that. But um, all the different type of places I can actually go and be, I can just drive there. And then there's so many um, places I've always wanted to just sit. Like there's small towns that I've always wanted to just sit out and eat at the diners. And there were some ladies. Yeah, actually, that was actually my first viral Facebook video. I was at a small town diner. And the lady was like, yo, if you ever come back, you can eat here for free. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, getting, getting the yeah, advertising. Well, I'll be there more there. often than not, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, John, uh, TikTok, it's great to have you on. And oh, did, yeah, How do people reach out? How do they yeah. find out more? How do they follow him, Chad? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, um, yeah, I was just saying, hey, I hope that we can uh, help you spread the love. And I hope this does a little bit for you. Um Tell us, like, how to get in touch with you. Um, what is it? Uh, so when I started off, you can message me on um, Instagram if you want to at John Mosselowell. Uh, you can message me actually anywhere, and I'll message back as many people as possible. That's how I got in contact with you guys. Yeah, I was just like, hey, you, you, people you back. messaged yeah. me right back. So on yeah, TikTok. I message, I message almost everybody back. What's your name on TikTok? Uh, John Moss, L-O-I. L-O-I. The reason on that, yeah, somebody, <laughs> I changed my, I changed my at to Burger King foot lettuce as a joke, and somebody stole it. So oh, you can just no. Type in no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's it's <laughs> funny. But you can just type in John Moss, LOL, anyway, J-O-N-M-O-S-S-L-O-L, anywhere, and you'll find me. But technically, it's John Moss, L-O-I, Loy, okay. On TikTok. Yes, on TikTok. Well, oh, everybody go there. Spread the love. Thanks, John. And, nice well, to meet you. And I just want to say, John, you're traveling around. So uh, we're out of town next week. But if you are in the uh, the southeast, the Tennessee Chattanooga area in the near future, after next week, stop on by. Where you can come on the air live with us. Stop on by Freight Allen. All right, man. I'm take it definitely. easy. Thanks, John. You guys have a great day. Yeah, you, you too. too. Nice. And God bless. I think the cool thing is you could about these platforms is these people just we love watching 
other activities. And so like he was talking about, he was just eating at a diner. But a lot of people just find that fascinating because he's got a really good personality if you go and watch these videos. He yeah. was just kind of walking you through this diner. And we can't physically get out there and go to this diner, but it's like he's taking us to it. So that's a really cool thing about social media, especially TikTok. I've noticed oh, yeah. that a lot with it's a it. a whole new world. A lot of, a lot of reach. I mean, yeah. it's just amazing. He only started in February. He's got over a million followers. Yes. So the, the videos that went viral had millions of views. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. Hundreds it's, of hundreds of thousands for and like this is a guy sometimes he's just he must laugh too because sometimes he's just like looking at his hubcaps. He literally he's not really doing anything <laughs> interesting, but like no. for some reason he, it attracts this huge reach. Yeah, he has a really well, good personality also, too. Yeah. It goes to show too, like when you're you're trucking and you're getting out there, you're you are seeing some things. Yeah. That is a perk to to the experience. He made a good point. He's been almost everywhere but Maine. So he yeah, wants and he to doesn't want to go there. Yeah, well, because the tool. Yeah. But yeah, he's got some diners to check out, and I'm sure he'll be in Freight Alley. I think he's based out of Atlanta originally, so he'll be here. So Maine is an interesting place, and I would warn you to not go more than like fifty miles into Maine. Okay. Because if you get into upper that's where the real like Mainers are. Yes. And they, um, it it's too close to Canada. It's like its own realm. Different kind of. You don't want to break down there. there. It's yeah. just, it could be you know you don't want to lock your keys in yeah. the truck up in Upper Maine. Yes. Nothing against Upper Maine. We have uh, my nothing against have a lake house over there. But I'm just saying, if you don't know the lay of the land, it can be a little weird. Oh. Although okay. I imagine like the the dead zones of Montana can be a little scary too. Yes, I've been to Montana. It's beautiful, big sky oh, area, yeah. all that. But some parts, yeah, it you it can, would probably be a boring drive. You can open yeah. it wide open out there. Yeah. Well, 90, 100, as long as you can go. Since oh, you set yeah. this up, we brought you in, but we really were bringing you in because <laughs> Dean isn't here and you are better looking than him anyway. So well, you are you. the you are the chancellor of uh, oh. the Dean's List today. Wow. You have made, you made the Dean's List. The Dean's List. You felt at Dayton that day you graduated. Are you, are you, I mean, the chan- are you happy to be the chancellor? Crying? Would you like to be the president? Uh, are your parents crying when no. you're at Dayton, throwing your <laughs> no, hat in the air. Not at all. Did you impale anybody? I like no, comedy. I don't even know. I, I feel like I didn't Did throw, throw my throw, hat because didn't I didn't want to lose hat? it. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. one of those people. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> so. or like end up with someone else. Exactly. Like a, they get yeah, lice. And, oh, yeah. just kind of did the fake throw. Yeah. Well, we've All got right. a, a pretty exciting stuff to talk about, right? We're uh, if Dean's you haven't is, heard, the Dean's list is three awesome things, right? Yes. Three awesome things. And what's it about? Well, if you haven't heard, um, Freightwaves Live is coming to Chicago, and there are three things we're pretty excited about. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, uh, open my gift now and tell you one thing I'm excited about. Okay. Off the supply chain is going to be live in Chicago. Yeah. On November 12th, Tuesday at 2 o'clock Central Time, we're going to have... Dean Waller, speaking of deans, Matt Waller <laughs> from the University of Arkansas. Uh, we're going to have Jason Traff, uh, president and co-founder of Shipwell, and Noam Frankel, CEO of Freight Friend. They are going to be having their competitive banter about the Amazon effect. Yeah, I'm excited. For, we have never done the show live before because it takes, as you watch, it takes a lot of post-production. Yeah. Yes. But could be handled live and we're doing it live and so people if you are in the exhibit hall and if you wonder how tv works this show will be the best way to really see us in action oh, I like that so yeah, two o'clock true. get an audience and going that's why i'm wearing the supply like, chain even though i yeah, don't deserve it I, I haven't won it really well, i'll give you mine i am excited about this weekend emily yes craig fuller Freightways Radio, Sirius XM's road dog trucking we are doing the yes. pregame show about the freight tech event of the decade we're going to start uh, talk. We're going to dive deep on the show. Arlen is going to be on the scene. He's going to tell us everything that's going on. Good we'll have times. a lot of time to un- unwrap that stuff. So no, that's my number one. What do you got? What do you? What's your number two, Chad? My number two, I would say, you know, one of the things I think is distinctive about the show, uh, about our event from the very beginning, the idea of the rapid fire demos. Mm. We are not going to be doing, there's no like panels. It's high energy, live product demo format, no vaporware, yeah. no PowerPoints. No PowerPoints. Get them. We're the first company in the freight logistics industry to like have accomplished this successfully. Uh, and there's going to be dozens. And it, it just shows you like some of the industry leaders in tech doing their, uh, showing their technology off. And, and it, and you don't get bored if the, you know, you get bored at a lot of these things where you're just like watching yeah. a bunch of panelists. 
that I'm excited about. Well, you're not going to get bored watching Craig Fuller do it. We've been watching the rehearsals on the Sonar 5.0, which our own thing is a live demo, too. There's no slides. No No. slides at all. If you say slides, you've got to go buy donuts from Jason (laughs) Gonzalez, the donut kid. Which isn't such a bad thing. But I'm saying you can't say Slides. No, nope. you. It's a complete live demo. It's awesome. They're stuff. charts. Yes, thank you. Do I get to? Do I get to go two. through? Well, number number two? Two? I never even said number one. What was number one? Oh, oh you guys. Right. Well, go ahead. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. I didn't know. It's her segment. It's okay. Yeah. We're so excited. I know. I, I love the and energy. We just can't hide it. I know. Okay. I love the energy. My number one is we've never done this before. The fact that we are going to be live for hours on end oh, yeah. on our social media channels. Mm-hmm. It's just content after content after content. We're doing all of our shows, yeah. like you said, off the supply chain will be live so starting in the morning and going through the afternoon so you could watch on youtube live on linkedin live on facebook because i think a lot of people freight waves tv i'm going to introduce what it really is it's so new for people but the people who are not there because you could watch us live if you want when you're in the audience just walk around the exhibit hall you could see it but for everyone who doesn't get a chance to be there which you're missing out you could watch at home and you could really get a sense for what we're trying to accomplish as we build more and more content. So that's that's my number one. I am excited to just be online live for hours on end. You two are yeah. hosting. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's gonna be a great time and well, really get yeah. people to know what Freight Waves TV is all about. I was gonna say that it is trying to realize this vision, this ambitious vision of our CEO Craig Fuller. Yeah. That he wants to have 24 hours streaming content and this is like diving in and doing so much of it live and with a lot of our, I'll add this, our friends, seeing our friends in person, not just seeing each other here through these screens. You know, I grew up watching... uh wrestling pay-per-views and i always loved when you would see like like vincent mann and gorilla monsoon you know and bobby heenan calling the events and they would always make a big deal and and, and always they would go to the desk with the guys there and you know we're probably not going to be in tuxedos but chad and i are emceeing the whole event we've produced a lot of it we're doing multiple what the trucks a bunch of our assets it's basically uh the freightways tv team the freightcast team again go to freightcast on twitter Follow, DM us, get your What the Truck shirt. It's that easy. Give me your size until we run out of supplies. I was going to say, you're promising a lot of shirts there. I know. I don't, we only have, <laughs> we'll see. We only have a certain number, so, so yeah. sign up quick. Well, supplies but I'm with you. I think that's going to be awesome, the whole live streaming event, and it's really awesome that we all get to work together onto, that, onto this and shape one really, really cool vision. And it's not just one stream. We're producing that one stage. There's two other whole stages. Yes. Can I say my number two? Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm excited. Yes. Um, I will be with you guys on live stage, but we're still going to be able to then stream the other things that are going on on the main stage. I'm excited for Ben Mesrich. So Craig okay. Fuller, our CEO, he loves to bring storytellers in. So if you're familiar yeah. with the movie 21 or The Social Network, his books are based off of those movies. And he is a such a good writer, such a good storyteller. So I just, I can't wait to see his presence on stage and kind of talk. And he's talking about Bitcoin billionaires. I'm one excited of his about that books. too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm going well, with, I'll go with, uh, I'm going to go with Maritime, man. I come from that global trade industry. Laura and I are going to be doing a port report from there. I know, okay. I know Maersk is there. Yes. Biggest carrier in the world. They're wow. going to be there. Okay, so you can watch, you can watch the live port report from there with, with very special guests, some from Maersk. Do you have a number three? Emily? Number three. Oh, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I just didn't no. want to take your thunder. I mean, I'm just excited because this is my first Freight Waves live event. Oh, so right. that's that's probably my excitement behind it because mm, I hear okay, everyone yeah. say about how badass it is and how amazing it is, and this is unlike any conference you've ever been to. So I I hear about it, but I've never yeah. experienced it. So yeah, I'm excited until to you do. It. Yeah, um, it, it's. You got to experience yeah. it. Only yourself. the strong survive. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Um, What's number three for uh, you? For for me, I would say just Chicago. Oh, I've been really getting yeah. to know Chicago again. <laughs> this is like I your third lived, or fourth time. In, I in lived month. there in ninety near there, you know, in a suburb of Chicago in ninety seven and ninety eight. And this is going to be my third time going back in less than a month. Yeah. Um. It's a, I like a lot about Chicago. It's one of those places yeah. though that you know I I think I might like to visit more than live. Yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it's a really cool city. That neighborhood we stayed in that first time was really nice. But I got to say, you were gone too long because you couldn't even recognize the Sears Tower. I couldn't even recognize <laughs> what the Sears Tower. Oh, uh, no, my last one. My last one yeah, is, is thanks a lot. My last the, one. The, 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 the Hancock Tower looks a lot <laughs> like it to my <laughs> to my defense. My my number three is getting to meet 
everybody. Everybody who comes out. We get to go to a lot of other people's events. If you see the tour shirt, we have all those other yeah. places we've been to. And that is great. That's great. But that's, that's everybody else is people. These are our people. These are people who are there for yeah. the freight wave Gosh, just yeah. goes through their blood. They want to be at they the get forefront it. of freight tech. They really, really get it. They know a lot of our stuff. They're familiar with the content. So when you have guests come on, it's not like you have to explain that what the truck is different than off the supply chain or this, that, or the other thing. They really get it. They really want to be here. They're very willing participants. Um, we're going to have some great people on. There's tons of awesome guests booked for, especially for the What the Truck. Yeah, trucks. for What I the mean, Truck. That noon hour on Tuesday, I'm not even going to say who's on. It's just blockbuster. If you don't miss that, yeah. put on. 12 to 1. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a whole blockbuster. I, I honestly think just meeting everybody, too, seeing those demos you mentioned, seeing it all come together and seeing what the end result is. Because every time we jump over the bar that's set in Transparency 19, was so badass, it's going to be hard to do, but that's why we go. We go to challenge ourselves. If it was easy, we wouldn't do it. That pole vault just keeps getting a little higher. (laughs) Yeah, it does, man. Every time, yeah. And, you know, it's a little bit stressful, but at the same time, I think it's so rewarding, and it's awesome seeing some of the people who were really diving in, like you and Chad and a lot of the the people upstairs who really want this to come together and really want this it's not just hype. We really want this to be an event that leaves an impression that really is the Freight Tech event of the decade. Go to FreightWaves.com. Click on events. There's only there's only a few tickets left, too. Yeah. We're all getting our bonus for this ticket sale. <laughs> <laughs> are we? I hope. I hope we are. Well, yeah, there's a my... lot of people coming. That, oh, yeah. the weather. Trust uh, formally. Oh. It's going to be a lot colder oh, than last time you were there. I, it happens fast yeah, up there. It does. It's getting cold quickly. I think they've already seen their first snow, as a matter of fact. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've been to all four of the, I will have been to all, I've been to all of the events we've wow. done and we came out of the gate strong and each time it has gotten, you know, a little bit better. I think that literally it is not too much to say that it is as much like the Super Bowl as could be in, in terms of the freight industry. I'm Proud excited. to be a part. Yeah. And what's interesting too, is that it 19 transparency, 19 was three days. It's like Mark Twain wrote, if I had the time, I would have wrote a shorter letter. <laughs> and this is only two days, so we yep. have to take everything, yeah. even more content and condense it down and do it all without having things like panels that steal and rob people's time from them. It's going to be an amazing event. We cannot wait to see you there. Everybody, let's start getting you into the weekend. You can find her at Twitter, at Emily Singh. Find him at Chad Brevos. Find me at Timothy Duner. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. Also, follow Freakin. Also, get the T-shirt, Mom! <laughs> Tito's! Give us your Chicago address. Come and watch us live. Come and watch what the Chicago! Bring your jelly roll! Uh.